Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Judging Nerd Culture. I'm Ollie. And I'm Jess. And we're here to talk about uh, another wonderful comic from the incredible artist Alex Ross. This one is uh, Superman Peace on Earth. It's written by and illustrated by Alex Ross, as well as written by uh, Paul Dini, who I feel bad because I do always forget to mention him on these because he's done a lot of these with him. And he's he's a obviously a big part of the story. He's one of the writers, mm-hmm. but I do constantly forget to give him the credit with my words, and I feel bad about that sometimes because some their stories are some of my favorites. But that's not really the point. So, uh, yeah, we read through this little novella style uh, short story of Superman, in which he tries to cure all of the world's ill for, or you know. Cure hunger, basically, is what he's doing for one day. For one day. It's it is it's a lot, and it's a, a fun little premise because it's there's no super villain, there's no bad guy or anything. It's just Superman's flying around, decides, man, people are not doing so great on this wonderful Christmas Eve. I think I'm gonna go cure hunger for the day, and that's it. That's the entire premise of this story. Mm-hmm. Uh but it uh, starts off with more with just these lovely little spreads of Superman flying into town, carrying a Christmas tree, just talking about some of the more banal parts of his being Superman, you know, getting to be a little bit of a, of a cultural star and bring the, the big tree downtown to Metropolis and uh, decorate it and light it up and give everyone a nice little show for the, for the hollow, for Halloween, for the Christmas in time and uh, it's just kind of cute and quiet and calm mm-hmm. it's a little reflective and i i really appreciate that part of this comic where you just sort of see the the moments that superman enjoys most out of his job yeah and he's not doing his job because he wants to be famous he's doing it because he wants to help people yeah and uh i mentioned you know he does have a moments of fame or whatever but even in the story it mentions like he just enjoys seeing people light up and be happy when he does this, and it makes him very excited. And I think that's honestly just a really cute portrayal of Superman. It's uh, it's admirable, and uh, and uh, a lot of times story writers with Superman will take it and have it be more of a, I'm very different from the rest of humanity, so I'm going to distance myself and not feel that sort of gleeful, I'm so happy the rest of the world is doing well, or whatever. It's not mm-hmm. as close and emotional as this one is. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but um, I also don't read a lot of comics. Um, I've read a lot of manga in my past, but I've not read I've not read any comics besides the ones we've talked about, like Coyotes. <laughs> um, so I don't really have anything to compare this to. <laughs> um, it was good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad you liked it at the very least. I know that in the past we've talked and the, just the idea of Superman in general, that character of I'm Superman, I'm literally the most powerful person. No matter what the issue is, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to solve the problem. I'm going to uh, beat the bad guy or whatever. I know that for me for a while, that that whole thing, that I'm perfect Mr. Superman, pushed me away from that character. Mm-hmm. And from the few times that we've talked about him, as far as, you know, what characters, how characters appeal, 
I know that you sort of had a similar like Superman's kind of boring because he's perfect. Did the, is this the Superman that you sort of in, imagined when you were thinking Superman? Yeah. 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 Um, Superman. I mean, it, it's not like it was a boring story. He's just a boring person. <laughs> um, like he does good things and he. You know, has all this alien past or whatever. But I don't know. There's just something about him that's just not very... I don't know. He's just not... (laughs) He doesn't have depth. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds really lame, but he just... Everything's just right there. I mean, he is meant to be Mr. Perfect in a hundred different billion ways. Mm -hmm. So, like, I understand that. It's it's kind of a, meh, I'm the best. It's a little boring. And that's actually something that I kind of liked about this story. Mm-hmm. Not that he was boring, but that he mentions, like, ah, when I'm Clark Kent, I try to avoid the big parties, and when I do go to them, I try to be super boring so no one talks to me. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> like, reading through is like, the, he does have the, the traditional Superman issues that I've always had, sort of, like, an aversion to where it's just he's so overwhelmingly powerful he's perfect Mm -hmm. but i also enjoyed seeing that that's kind of i don't know a way for him to protect himself and his secret identity is just to be so boring and have people not want to see him and talk to him (laughs) that was kind of funny Mm -hmm. i i also liked that he looked older in this Mm -hmm. he didn't look like the perfect i don't know 34-year-old Clark Kent. He looked like he was in his 50s. Yeah. He looks like a middle-aged man. And he also doesn't have, like, 12-pack abs. And he has, like, one big ab. And it's just, he looks like a strong man. Yeah. I think that's... I mean, a big part of why I liked this comic was the... Or this one shot, whatever. Was because of the art. Mm -hmm. Um, I like seeing... Superman look like a person. Like, I know he's not a person. He's an alien. But (laughs) because he, I don't know, he looks human, it's nice to see him, I don't know, look more human than Than what he normally looks like with, like, muscles every (laughs) square inch that are just popping with veins and stuff. It's gross. Even in real life. No offense. That was gross. (laughs) Uh, And that's the thing with uh, not just Superman, but just the comics in general this uh, over-glorified, perfect human specimen sort of body, whether women or men. Mm-hmm. The whole issue with women and their glorified bodies in comics is an entire other bigger issue. But it's equally an issue with men and, and the fact that there is no, like, there's no, like, regular-looking person. Mm-hmm. Even the, the, the sidekicks, the children... Are like perfectly chiseled. (laughs) Yeah. They're like those kids you see um, on TV or in music videos that are like seven, ten, but they can, I don't know, win Ninja Warrior or like (laughs) they can dance like they've been training for 20 years. Yeah, it's wild. And I understand that some of those do exist, but in comics, everyone is that. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, the aversion that some people have to it. And I definitely understand that visually. And Alex Ross has always, in almost all of his comics, has 
this more realistic art style, not just in proportions and shape and body features, but also in actual like photographic style artwork. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not perfect photographs. That's difficult in a, in a different way, but this is more human in a... If I had, if I didn't have any glasses on, if I was a bl- nearly blind person, I'd be like, yeah, that's just a furry picture of someone. <laughs> like, that's what it looks like. It looks mm-hmm. almost realistic. And I think the fact that it, since he's trying to do something so realistic looking, having it be more human in the actual shapes and bodies mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense and is a big draw to to just reading and watching, looking at the comic. But yeah, uh, we talked a lot about just, you know, some ideas and thoughts and feelings about it so far. But into the straight narrative of the story, we start off with Superman bringing in the Christmas tree and having that moment of wonder and whimsy as he's setting up the day. And and as he's getting ready to get out, he hears someone in need. So he swings back around and picks up this homeless girl who was having some sort of difficulty (laughs) for whatever many reasons. And saves her, tells her, hey, do you have anywhere to go? What do you need? I know where I can get you some help. I know where you can go to, you know, have an easier evening at the very least. And he takes her to a homeless shelter that's run by someone he's pretty familiar with. She helps out the girl. The girl's very grateful. And then he just starts sort of thinking about the homelessness issue. And the lady that he talked to at this homeless shelter even just brings up like, yeah, this is lovely, I'm going to do my best to help, but it's not a whole lot (laughs) that can be done. So he goes off and uses his Clark Kent uh, uh, investigative journalist abilities to look at a, you know, bunch of files and learns everything he can, every, learns everything that he can about, (laughs) about homelessness and poverty and, uh, starvation everything that he can about these issues and decides all right i'm gonna do something about it yeah and he's superman so he can do a lot more than just an average person could Mm -hmm. he takes it to he develops the idea to you know grow some crops take whatever crops aren't needed for the states because we honestly grow too much of it Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of food we don't need and don't use. Yeah, he well, he, before he does that, he has a meeting with, what, like the, the UN? Uh, I think it's with uh, just Congress or the Senate or something, and uh, the American legislature, legislative, and asks, hey, America, do you mind if I take all of the stuff that we're not using and give food to the needy? And uh, it seems like at first they're a little concerned. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, do you you want to feed people, Superman? Okay. <laughs> like, who's gonna say no to that? What, in especially in this context of like, Superman's always been presented as like the American superhero. Is that if in this setting where everyone reveres him as like the pinnacle of what it means to be a a kind-hearted American, that if Congress is like, nah, we're not gonna let you feed the hungry. That's that's just a, not a good look, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he talks with them, convinces them to let him do this thing, and basically assures that he's gonna take care of it for the most part. And he goes out and starts 
just doing all of the labor and farm work to till every field that it's unkept or that is not going to produce what is needed and collects enough food, enough grain, enough whatever to at least give everybody a, a bowl of rice for the day mm-hmm. to feed everyone for this single day. And in, people from around the country decide to come along with him and volunteer to even like collect some of that grain and some of the, the other crops to help him with this day. And uh, once it's done, it's time for him to fly off and deliver it all. And it's, again, this is a pretty short comic. So this this overall uh, narrative plotline is actually pretty quick. Because mm-hmm. once he does all that, he just starts going to the different countries. And in, in the structure of the narrative, it's the first few aren't very difficult. They're very welcoming. They're excited. He shows up and they i don't know there's elation in them Mm -hmm. and everyone's very welcoming and accepting of his gift and as the next few stops come along you start to see some worse things some more depraved forms of poverty in which it's more caused by corruption in different governments and other things and these ones start to show a little bit more resistance as a lot of them are controlled by dictators and this and that who can't allow him to just give the people this food because it would undermine them. It would take away control from them and could potentially lead to all sorts of negative repercussions, including coups and whatnot. So these dictators and oppressors fight back against Superman in this strange sort of fight scene that's so utterly (laughs) one-sided like these guys aren't a a match it's never at one point it's like oh no they're gonna shoot superman with a tank you know it's not a that's not a big threat it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. it's more just these people are gonna do whatever they can to restrict the the poor from getting food and it's more of like a sad frivolous attempt to to go to war and for the most part of the beginning Superman fights them off gives the people the food and then just takes off and it works out enough but it's clear that this if he had wanted to cure the world of hunger forever the opposition he would have would uh would be a little bit different it would be more strangely global and uh eventually he gets to places where the the decision is made that they're gonna stop him no matter what and obviously they can't beat him he's fucking superman (laughs) is the whole point so they destroy all the food that he's carrying and just sort of kill his hope it really tears superman down this feeling of like I was just trying to do this this nice thing for everyone. Why won't you people just let me fucking feed them? And it's really sad to me. Like, these are a couple of sad uh, panels where he just goes home and, like, sits in his, like, big middle-aged dad chair with his (laughs) weirdly half-open button-up shirt. It's just like... I don't know, hunched over, reminiscing about how it didn't work, how he failed, 
of how he can literally hear people like whispering, man, is he coming? I hope he's coming. And it's like, what the, that's so sad. It's so damn depressing. Yeah, but you, I don't know. You'd, you'd think he could do it fast enough. Like once he enters the airspace of some country that doesn't want him to feed its people, you'd think he could go fast enough and give <laughs> these people food before the military showed up. Yeah, and he, I mean, 100% he probably could. Theoretically, with whatever wa- power sets he has, he could deliver the food to everyone almost immediately. But I think the purpose of showing them destroying the food like that is letting you know that even though he was trying to make a show of it, he was trying to do it, you know, in this slightly more presentive way to give people hope. Because that was the that was the premise behind it all, was that he wanted to give people sort of the hope and the desire to do the same thing he's doing. He wanted to give people who were in need the hope that some someone, something's going to happen that's going to help. And to give people who have the means to help the motivation to do so. So just immediately doing it wasn't going to uh, do that particular thing. And also from a perspective of if he did that just in a flash, everyone got their food, then the governments would come in and like the ones who destroyed it would come in and steal that food back. And having that be a thing that happens, you know, when he's not there, wouldn't be quite as impactful as him literally carrying the food and it being destroyed in his hands. It would, it's the same idea. It, it would happen either way. Just one has more of a emotional weight to it. And I think that's the whole point of, of having it be that way. They sort of set it up to like, well, he wants to make a message, which is why he's doing it a little slower. And then having the the conflicts be in the front so as to show that show it happening to him rather than happening after he's been away mm-hmm. uh, after he has this moment of I don't know, depression uh, he starts to reminisce about the day and just his hopes and his wants and why he even did all this and throughout the the entire comic there's been sort of this reminiscing of his father and just thinking about, like, ah, man, he was such a great person. A truly wonderful man who wanted to teach me everything he could about people and what it, human nature means and what about us could lead us to want to help and support others. And it's, it's just a very positive, strong emotions about how his dad was the kind of man he wanted to be. And a lot of that had to do with the message of, he want he if you had the ability to you should at the very least try to help whoever whenever you can and he wanted to pass the message on to everybody which is why he did the the show of it all again and once he was doing that whole depressive thing he started thinking about that again like he failed he did this and then he realized oh wow man i was trying to do this big thing as superman and it didn't work out super great <laughs> And I, he sort of realized he wasn't exactly doing what his dad told him to. Because his dad was like, yeah, do anything you can to show the world what's going on and help them do whatever. And he realized he can just do that as Clark Kent by being a fucking journalist and talking about these things and presenting them and starting, you know, 
self-help groups for kids in poverty in areas that he's from, that he's nearby and all these other little things that he could do more effectively as Clark Kent than as Superman. Again, enforcing that idea of people, smaller people doing whatever they can to try and help could have a big impact. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't just expect to fix something on your own. A lot of times, whoever you're trying to help or fix really just needs to do it themselves. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's just going to need to keep being fixed. Mm-hmm. So. It's that whole teach a man to fish, blah, 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 blah. Uh, that whole adage. And it's it's taken to a, to a point where I think it's more agreeable in the way it's presented in this story than in the usual adage. Because usually it's like, ah, don't just feed them, teach them how to do it, it's more important. But in this one, it's more like, yeah, teach them how to do the stuff, also feed them. And I, I think the way the message is presented here is a little bit more effective than just in that little idiom, because it's very much a, you know, do everything and then some. Give them what you can and then tell show them how to continue to do this. How to help help them in some other way than just giving them and help them keep on their feet have a option have opportunity and that's mm-hmm. the big deal that's what's really important and he does he establishes little programs he helps kids by getting them little trips to his family farm and teaching them all about farming and at the end of it it ends up being a lot more i don't know sweet little notion of well, I couldn't do anything as Superman, but at least I helped set these kids in a direction that's going to help them. Maybe some of them will be farmers. Maybe some of them will be this and that. And that's something he did as Clark Kent and not Superman. And uh, that feeling of, I don't know, accomplishment could sort of be sensed within the, the character. You could sort of get that feeling of, 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 I don't know, self-respect that he acquired from it mm-hmm. for doing something as Clark Kent instead of Superman. That sort of, like, I, the the weaker version mm-hmm. of me, was able to was able to do this amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Small people can do really big things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I, uh, I, I really love this comic. I really love the, the writers and the artists of this particular comic they've done a number of different you know pieces together and i've talked about a number of them already and uh probably continue in the future because i do very much love the the writing and the art of these stories i'm really good it was like um the art looked like made it made it feel like it was kind of old like the art even though it was a modern made comic it looked like it was made in like 50s yeah, uh, it has this weird, like, out of time feel because of that. Because it does feel so old, but it's not. It's nowhere near that no. age. And, like, the things in the comic are modern. Yeah. It's like somebody just drew or painted this laptop to look vintage. Yeah, it's it's very neat. I, I really enjoy the, the feel of it. Mm-hmm. It gives it... Okay, it feels like... Uh, like you're watching a Christmas story, but it's new and better. <laughs> but it has that, you know, sort of folky, everything's going to be fine and okay appeal to it. 
where you don't know where the story is going unless you've already seen it. But you know, bad thing is gonna happen, but by the end, everything's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. And it sort of has that same emotional resonance without having to get into anything that's going on yeah. just by looking at it. Like things might not be where you want them to be, but as long as you follow your heart and you. Nope. <laughs> I don't think that was the lesson. That was the lesson, but it sounds so corny. I mean, it's Superman. That's what it always is. <laughs> Fair enough. But, but I, I don't know. It it felt more nuanced than most of the Superman stories that I've gotten a chance to look at, even though it was pretty short and pretty to the point. Mm-hmm. Like, it reminded me of uh, the the Zack Snyder Superman movies. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really a big Superman fan. I know. Uh, but in, in those, he tries to make Superman seem sort of like Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Like this less perfect, but more doing their best sort of deal. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of specific scenes in the in the movies in which he helps some people. He shows up to a, a rather un fortunate place that has a lot of violence and other uh issues and the people there swarm him and they try to their best just to touch him because he's the symbol the symbol of hope and whatever else and in the comic they they do a very similar scene they actually do it twice uh the very beginning they are so grateful they come up and they just want to like give him their their gratitude like thank you and later on in the comic the same thing happens, but it's a lot more desperate. They're clawing for him because they need him. They need whatever's going on. I think I don't think that's them reaching for him. They're, I think that's them reaching for the food. Yes, but it, it started. It still had the visually. It still the, the focus was still them to, going towards him. Yeah. In that sort of desperation, and the both of those images sort of mirror each other, and they that they're definitely what that image in the movies was trying to 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 mimic and in the movies it's just making this sort of i don't want to say that it's bad or it falls flat but it's a little lackluster in this presentation of uh they're they're trying to reach their i don't know their jesus their messiah whatever and we're in this one they're they're a lot more it's a lot more he's connecting to them rather than being like Ah, I'm 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 setting myself above them. Mm-hmm. In this one, it's yeah, the they're 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 around me, they're swarming me. In the, at least the first time it happens, in a very positive like, yeah, I'm I'm here to do my the best I can. I love you guys too, and it's very heartwarming. And I feel like the movie one was somehow a mix of the two, where it's a little heartwarming but also kind of depressing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I think that. A lot of the, the stuff that Zack Snyder tried to do in his movies was trying to sort of have the same feel of this kind of Superman, but he did it in a way that just did not land as well. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be quite frank, he did not do a good job. Well, I don't know Zack Snyder, but he doesn't seem like the best at making movies. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not 100% sure. I know that he's done a couple of, a number of real big movies but all of them, as far as I can remember, have the same, like, the real people are dark and 
cruel edgy man it's it's not great like he he only ever show he ever he only really portrays the uh, nittier grittier side of humanity without showing the sort of like doughy-eyed hopefulness that is also a, a natural thing in people and like you have to balance those you can't just be uh everyone is secretly kind of a dick or whatever nonsense different movies try to do nowadays the there's a natural balance in people and sometimes it's more in one way more the other doesn't matter there's always multiple aspects and you have to really show those otherwise your characters are unimpressive and i think this did a pretty good job with that in general the seeing the hope and also the despair in superman in him as superman and as clark kent yeah so if you if just off the top of your head what was the best part of this comic what was the worst to you what was the moment where you were like most invested and what was the moment where you were kind of just i don't know disconnected detached or didn't quite uh connect with in whatever way um i i don't think there was ever a point in it where i was like completely enveloped in it like sometimes when you read a book and you don't really know what's going on around you <clears throat> that didn't really happen to me when i was reading this probably because well like i said earlier I'm not super big into Superman, but also it was just real short, so mm-hmm. we didn't really have time to immerse into it very much. So, if I had to say my favorite part, my favorite part would probably just be throughout the whole thing, how they portrayed Superman as a little less perfect and more emotional and just kind of old and just really just trying he comes off as a very regular guy mm-hmm. and my least favorite part i'm not sure um maybe like some of the countries refusing the food was kind of predictable but that's just because i mean that would happen anyway i mean yeah that's true to form yeah that's an actual mirror of people. <laughs> so I didn't have anything that I really disliked that much. If I had to give it like out of five stars, yeah, I'd probably give it like. I know you're not gonna like this. No, that's but fine. like, <laughs> we're here to share our opinions. Like storyline and stuff, maybe like a three point seven four, four point two at the <laughs> most. Art-wise, I'd give it a five. All right. Uh, I'm I'm a five across the board kind of guy myself. Mm-hmm. I genuinely, this is one of my all-time favorite Superman stories. I I'd appreciate the brevity of it. I think it's a very sincere telling of someone trying to do the best they can and just not not doing it. The world choosing. Or saying you can't, and then you can't. Mm-hmm. And for that to be the Superman story is a big deal to me. Because Superman's stories are always he overcomes. He finds a way to succeed. He gets past the obstacle. And this one he didn't. He realized he was doing the wrong thing and did something different. And that worked out better. 
It wasn't, I'm gonna fix it one way or another. And I, I, I really appreciate that. I think that's what makes this one of my all-time favorite Superman stories. That, and I, I, I like seeing Superman in this, like, hopeless despair that's, like, a very normal depression. A depression that you could see regular people have every day. Where they're just like, man, I'm doing this thing that I've been doing every day for the past 20 years, and the weight of my life is crushing me. And it's real morose and sad, but it's it's very humanizing. It's very relatable and, and something you can acknowledge in this character and other people you can see in real life. And I, I think that's that's what makes it for me. Plus, the art is mm, fantastic, obviously. <laughs> uh. What world problem would you want to fix? How would you fix it? <clears throat> Only if you had Superman's powers, though. Would it still be hunger? Or would it be, like, war? Or somehow global warming? <laughs> or... Uh, man, that's really difficult Guns to say. Guns or whatever. If I had Superman's powers, what would I do with them? Mm-hmm. That's difficult to say, because part of me, being a comic book reader and appreciator and lover, would say, I, I would do Superman stuff. I would try to save the world and whatever else I can. But be to be completely honest with myself, I would just be a ruthless dictator. But in a positive light, I think, at first. <laughs> like, my initial plan would be, all right, there's no more war. If anyone tries to shoot someone, I will kill you. Well, you've been a leader of a group before. Um, that sounds ominous. Um, that does sound ominous. <laughs> <laughs> it, trust me, this group couldn't have done anything to anyone. <laughs> um, but everybody liked you um, for some reason. And <laughs> like you were kind of mean to them. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> Like, you weren't the most gentle, but you got things done when they needed to be done. Um, I think you're just too yelly and aggressive when you don't need to be sometimes. So I I feel like, as a dictator, you would be, I mean, fine when it comes to being a dictator. Like, you'd probably be on the better side of things but i mean you you're still a dictator yeah i just mean that like if i had superman's powers i just uh i I want this to be a thing now and just make that thing be a thing no matter what no matter who's in the way and that's not a great that's not a great thing to do no but i mean you mean well yeah (laughs) what about you what would you do with the powers of superman hmm well, Superman doesn't really have the powers that I would want as a superhero, but <laughs> um, if I had to be a Superman or have his powers, I think I would first go towards saving the Earth, because without it, we can't do anything else. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of things going on, and I know eventually, like, it just is how... It's going to happen. Nature's going to take its course. And, like, different animals are going to go extinct. No matter if the world was, like, devoid of humans or not. You know, if it was a perfect place. Paradise. Whatever for animals. But I would try to, 
lengthen, I guess, the <laughs> survival time of, like, elephants and uh, pandas and humans lions and all the other things that are giraffes whatever all the things that are <laughs> giraffes are on the endangered list no oh, i know it's just the way you said that and giraffes whatever well no i was trying to think of other animals like rhinos and gorillas and everything like you don't think a gorilla or a rhino would be going extinct but they're on the endangered list yeah um so bees you- like i would just try to save earth yeah like if that meant getting rid of a few humans (laughs) (laughs) have to do what i have to do you know (laughs) gotta do what you gotta do yeah i don't think we should have these powers but uh regulate uh birth rates (laughs) yeah that's that's (laughs) (laughs) that's like that's a really bad thing to say but it's also would help yeah i mean there's definitely too many people wouldn't like it people wouldn't like it and it's probably not a good thing to do, but, it's a good thing to do. <laughs> but there's oh. a few too many of us here. It's it's a moral quandary. Yeah. quandary. Normally in the past when there's too many people, there's just a war. But mm-hmm. like, that's bad too. It is bad. Let's start a war though. Baby, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> that's really bad. Uh. Um, it'll probably happen soon anyway though. Um. Yeah. But... Yeah, I'd probably just try to save the Earth and try to, I mean, like, you can't reverse global warming, but try to, I don't know, slow it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fair. And that's the thing with, like, Superman stories and comics. Superman always goes out of his way to <clears throat> try to help people while impacting human society as little as possible and letting mm-hmm. people become better on their own while helping as many individuals as he can. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's just not what we would want to do. Well, which is I mean, by saving the earth, I'd be going to different places and like building structures that are good for the earth, like greenhouses and I'd make it a point to have everyone use like bikes <laughs> or we could go back to carriages carriages are cool and they're fancy um <laughs> yeah, or they... like electric cars and mm. put up a bunch of those windmill windmills 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 <laughs> whatever yeah but again that comes to the point of if you had these immense powers you would enforce these things you would force these things to happen which again it goes against the whole premise of superman saying that he's gonna stay out of human policy and say what he wants, but not force anyone. And well, it's not like I'm. I would go to them and be like, "You have to do this, or I'm going to kill you." I would just either make it, and now it's there, or I would just do my best to tell people. Like, if you're Superman, everybody loves you, and everybody's going to listen to you. So if you're like, "Hey, these are the things that's going on," mm-hmm. a lot more people will probably try to help so like the thing uh greta thunberg 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 i don't i can't pronounce it um the thing that she's doing right now and like you know leading oh yeah that and you know global warming activism sort of dealio with the the children um 
Yeah, That's I mean, basically what I'd be doing, except for larger, because you're Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's that's honestly a great use of his publicity and fame. Yeah. No, you'd probably be a far better Superman than I would, at the very least. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Alright, well, that's honestly all I can think about for this particular episode. So, uh, I'm going to say we call it quits. Jess gave him... 3.5 out of full eye. Uh, 3.5 out of 5. Well, I mean, average it out. Well, I'm going to say 3.5. 3.5? Something like that. Was it 3.7? 3.7. 3.7 to 4.2. So, like, average it out. I don't know. 4. Okay, 4 out of 5. That's wonderful. That's a pretty good grade. I'm sticking with my 5. Yeah, but you just like DC Comics and comics in general and Superman. Yeah, but I genuinely think there's one of the best stories. Fair enough. Alright. Biases aside, thanks for listening and watching if you are watching us on YouTube. And just a quick announcement. I almost broke the desk, but we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a quick announcement. Uh, in case you didn't notice, last week we didn't have a regular episode. We put out a sort of uh, preview, I suppose. It's an entire episode, but it's just a hint of what we will have available on our Patreon as time progresses. It's a uh, episode of the remix that's exclusively on our Patreon. And uh, if you go to patreon.com forward slash Delta Crypto Productions, you can find the entire thing there with the whole back catalog. And we have multiple episodes where we just talk about something that's we already talked about, but what can make it better, what can make it new, what we'd like to add to the whole franchise, whatever you know, little fun ideas we have. It's brief, and it's pretty just from the hip, having fun, making up nonsense. Not a single time have I gone into it without an idea ahead of time. I've only <laughs> ever made things up on the spot. And they come out as fun uh, brainstorming sessions. So give it a listen. It's, it's a pretty good hoot. Um, but that came out last week because we're moving to a new bi-weekly schedule. Yes. Which I believe means every other week. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's Not just twice a, week. a lot going on in life, you know, and sometimes it's a little difficult to get one, two episodes out a week mm -hmm. because we're doing the podcast and um, the videos now. And Ollie also does his manga review. So it can be a little stressful, mm -hmm. especially since he's the only one that does the editing because I. <laughs> work 10 hour days and then I don't want to do editing <laughs> and also I'm really bad at it <laughs> so uh but yeah it, it has a lot to do with the scheduling and other conflicts and just money and time and going to school right now and all sorts of things so we're going to be doing JNC as a bi-weekly occurrence but uh that just means that we'll have you know more processed and more uh published content the videos will come out at the same time as the audio now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of other little things that's going to make each episode a little bit better, hopefully. And it's just going to be a little bit uh, longer before each episode. Yeah. And I hope everyone's fine with that because uh, they're going to have to be. <laughs> well, I mean, it also gives us that little extra time to prepare and mm -hmm. make sure we're feeling good on the day we record. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to do a few more video games and bigger things that would normally take longer to, you know prepare for mm -hmm. we'd have a little more Our, time um i realized that borderlands isn't really 
a game people would like to watch be played. I feel there's not a lot of um, people putting up Let's Plays of Borderlands. Um, it's mainly like streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I suppose we could stream if that's what people really want. We can figure it um, out. But we were still figuring things out. Alright, man, yeah, this has been fun, and we'll see you in another two weeks. See you in whenever that day is. <laughs> Alright, bye.